Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is a cook-along podcast, Quick Bite. Most of my life, when I've been cooking, I was cooking for one of two reasons. One, I had a craving for something specific, generally something sweet, and I just wanted to eat it. And so I would bake it in order to be able to eat it. The other reason was because I had a family that I had to cook for. And I wanted to do it without a ton of thought, certainly no artistry, and I didn't need more information about how or why. I just needed it to work and taste reasonably okay so that my family would eat it. More recently, as you probably have noticed, because I started a cooking podcast, I've decided that I really like cooking as an art form and a science experiment. So I'm a lot more interested than I used to be in the whys and hows, the techniques, the science, the unexpected things that come up when you really focus on the cooking and not just the results. I've always used in my recipes all my life, and that's a long time now, I've used all-purpose flour. There was a brief period of about two years when I was trying to cook with gluten-free flours, and boy, that's a trip. That's a really interesting experiment in things that don't work. (laughs) I don't want to disparage gluten-free flours, but I was looking for ones that also didn't have tapioca in them, and that means you're stuck with rice flour or garbanzo flour. Rice flour is too crumbly. There's no gluten in it at all, and so that means it won't stick together. It just falls apart no matter what you do with it. You bake cookies, they're going to crumble to nothing. And garbanzo flour has too much bean flavor, and potato flour was fine but kind of gloppy. And I could continue down the list, but I don't need to. You get the picture. I've used all-purpose flour. Because if it calls itself all-purpose flour, it means it can be used for everything and I don't have to think about what I'm doing, right? You just put the flour in. You've heard me talk about how to measure the flour. Today I want to talk about some things I have just recently learned, and it's crazy late to be learning these things, about other kinds of flour and why you might decide not to use all-purpose flour, And I will tell you, I am late to the game here, as many of you who do more baking than I are probably glaringly aware as you listen to me talk about this. But I am just now starting to experiment with other kinds of flour. So I want to share with you some of the things I'm learning. I'm going to talk about four basic types of flour and then your kind of ordinary all-purpose that comes in more than one form, okay? So... Let's start with bread flour. Bread flour is used because with bread, or anything like bread, 
you want something really substantial. So it's got more protein in it. And what that means to you is that it will develop more gluten, which means it's denser, chewier, and more resilient, and stronger. It's sturdier. Think of a football player. You know, he works out. He's got strong muscles. He's really substantial. Um, Picture him throwing a loaf of bread. And that's how you can remember that if you're making bread, you want to ask the football player for his flour. Okay. The next one is your all-purpose flour. And that is a little bit of you know, everything. It's a jack of all trades because it does perfectly fine. It's fine in everything, which is why it's called that. Its protein percentage is a little bit lower than the bread flour so that it can make bread. And it's a little bit higher than some of the other flours we're about to talk about so that it can make pastries or cakes or whatever and cookies and all that kind of thing as well. It's just sort of your middle of the road, I can do everything kind of flour but doesn't turn your baked goods into anything particularly special. I'm imagining a mom, okay, she's got, uh, she's got five kids and uh, why not, a dog. She's got five kids and a dog. She's figured out how to do all kinds of things, many of which she never in her wildest dreams as a young person anticipated. You can picture her with flour all over her clothing and she's got a mop in one hand and a thermometer in the other and her kids are all tugging on her and the dog is barking to be fed. Okay, that's your all-purpose flour. Use it for everything. The next one down in terms of protein is pastry flour. Pastry flour has less protein than either of the other two we just talked about, which means it's not sturdy it's lighter. It's more likely to be flaky and crumbly. That means it's great for cookies, for pie crusts, for things like biscuits and scones, things that you don't really want to be heavy. You want them to have some lightness to them and some delicacy. So for this, we'll picture a, uh, let's see, let's picture a French baker. Okay, and the French baker is using a rolling pin to roll out some kind of dough, which is going to be a pastry. So whether that's a pie crust that the baker is rolling or puff pastry or cookies, anything you're going to roll out and you want to be delicate and flaky and light, that's what your pastry flour is for. The final one in the list that I'm going to talk about is cake flour. Cake flour has the least protein of all of these four that I'm talking about. What that means is that it's really light, really soaks up the moisture, is great for cake in short. You want it to rise fluffy and be light and magical when you cut into the cake. So imagine Tinkerbell, a tiniest of fairies, just a tiny spot of light that flits around the room sprinkling fairy dust onto your cake. That's what cake flour can do for you, is really just make it this magically light, fluffy, tender treasure to eat. When you realize what the differences are and what the difference of the results can be, these different flours start to sound like fun to play with. 
Obviously, it's partly about whether you can afford to have all these different flowers on your shelf and whether you have the shelf space to put all these different flowers. If you don't have either of those things, don't sweat it. Stick with the all-purpose. It's fine for everything. If you want to experiment, though, I think it could be a lot of fun. Let me tell you one more piece. I want to tell you about whole wheat bleached and unbleached. Not necessarily in that order. So whole wheat flour means they grind up the whole grain. It's still got its outer skin on it, its outer shell. And so that creates a lot more fiber. And that's where most of the vitamins are. So that's the best for you. But it obviously is going to be more dense and heartier than the next one up. Okay, let's say that the whole wheat flour is a co-worker who comes to work, is always cold and never takes their coat off. They work there all day in their coat, okay? The unbleached flower is sort of your normal coworker. They come, they take their coat off, they do the job, they do whatever needs to be done without a lot of fuss. The bleached flower is the coworker who comes scantily clad. Bleached flower has been treated with chemicals like chlorine, which is why they call it bleached, or some kind of benzoyl peroxide, something that damages the starch and the protein content. That means it's a little easier to work with. It absorbs more liquid. It rises better than unbleached flour. So it's the coworker who comes scantily clad, but though you may not approve of your coworker's clothing choices, they can do any job that you ask them to do, and they'll pop right up out of their chair to do it for you the minute you ask. There's your flower personnel, your pantry party. You've got your football player throwing a loaf of bread. You've got your overworked, overwhelmed mom needing to do a little bit of everything with all-purpose flour all over her clothes a mop in one hand, a thermometer in another, with children tugging at her clothing, and a dog barking for food. All purpose. She can do a little bit of anything you need her to do, but she doesn't have time to become an expert at anything. And then you have your French baker, who's working with a rolling pin to roll things out as pastry. And that pastry is going to have pastry flour in it because it's a little lighter and flakier. And then you have Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell's in the corner waiting for you to call on her to put some fairy dust onto your cake. She is your cake flour guardian. And then you have your overdressed coworker who's staunch and dependable and better for you. And your coworker, who is just sort of always there, does a little bit of everything, isn't a specialist at anything, but is reliable. And that's your unbleached flower. And then you've got your bleached flower coworker, who is scantily clad, but will do anything you ask and pop right out of their chair to do it the minute you ask them. Now, I don't keep bleached flower in my cabinet. I tend to use unbleached just because, uh, well, honestly, the term bleached really just kind of turns me off. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't need bleach in my baked goods. Now, of course, that's not what it's happening. There's no bleach in the baked goods. But I just feel uncomfortable. I get that that person is easier to work with. That coworker is easier to work with. But I 
think they could use a few more clothes on. I don't keep whole wheat either. I keep only the unbleached. So I don't have seven people waiting in my pantry waiting to help me. I only have five. All right. Bread flour, all-purpose flour, pastry flour, cake flour. Unbleached isn't a separate flour. It's simply a type of flour. Okay, that's your primer. My hope is that you will choose at least one of these flowers that you've never worked with before because you always use all-purpose the way I always have. And experiment. Make the pizza dough in my cook-along podcast about homemade pizza in less than an hour. And instead of using the all-purpose flour, try the bread flour. That has been recommended to me. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm about to. Try the pastry flour when you make any of the cookies on the cookalongpodcast.com, which of course is where you can find everything in addition to your podcast feed. And you can just scroll down through the feed and you'll find some recipes that have been there for years now that you might want to try. They won't show up at the top of your feed, but if you just scroll and scroll and scroll, you're going to find some really cool things there. And as for cake flour, okay, that is a specialty item. That is clearly a one-purpose kind of item. It's really just for cakes. But if you have a special occasion coming up and you're going to make a cake anyway, why not grab a bag and see what kind of difference it makes to use cake flour just for the fun of it. Next week's podcast will be a full-blown recipe that I will cook with you and hopefully you will cook with me. Whatever it is, I promise it will be easy and yummy. And two weeks today, tune in for another Quick Bite podcast, which will probably be a recipe that's so fast and easy, I don't even have to cook it with you. Meanwhile, please tell your friends. If you're enjoying listening to this, tell your friends about it. Ask them to listen too. Word of mouth is my main advertising medium. So I love it when you, as a cook, whether you have been cooking a long time or you're a new cook, When you tell your friends about something that we made together or something that you learned from me on my podcast and ask them to listen to, that is the coolest thing ever for me as the Cook Along podcast host. It is like the magic working. So please tell your friends. If you'd like to contribute to the making of this podcast, visit ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast and make a contribution. Right now I'm trying to raise money to make some improvements in the Cook Along kitchen. And you can help with that really easily. Go to ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast. Tune in again next week, every week, new podcast every Saturday. And until next time, happy cooking. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Kofi, ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.